Lutz Podcast. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. It is Thursday. It is 2 o'clock on YouTube. It is a Sleek Fleet OG Live. Check them out online, sleek-fleet.com. We will be using this using the services of Sleek Fleet for the OG, I can say this, OG tailgate on Saturday ahead of this Dallas Stars game. We have our two winners. It's quite a tongue twister. It's fine. We got our two winners. Who, have you reached out to our winners yet? Have you passed along the information yet? Tyler from Sleek Fleet is on the job. Always. Excellent. Always. Excellent. I, I saw them at the arena the other night leaving the game on Tuesday, and I thought there are some smart people. I bet you they were some OG listeners. Reach out. You have a party that's going over to the arena. Maybe you need a ride to the airport. Maybe you're going downtown. Mm-hmm. You just want to enjoy yourself. Don't want the hassle of parking and all that other nonsense. Go to sleek-fleet.com. Speaking of our listeners, shout out to the person from the NC State Syracuse game that was doing some fan participation. I believe it was during a baby race. Yes. He he sent me the image on Twitter, and I don't want to use it because it involves his daughter. So. No, it totally makes sense. I just wanted to shout this person out. This person, do you know this person's name? I don't know this person's name. I'm looking. I'm efforting. Okay. So they're on the on the video board of John. Dance. John. It's John. John, thank you for being yes. a hardcore super OG fan. Yes. Not only because, but the first thing I noticed was, oh, he's rocking the bomber jacket from home. Field. Yeah. You didn't even notice what, what the actual news was of the day. No. I was like, oh, cool. He's got the bomber jacket. Which was nice though. I mean, the bomber jacket, listen, that helps us too. I, it's like, I bet he used promo code OG23 and he at did. home field apparel. And he did. Then he's like, no, look again. And I went, oh, he's wearing the dead conference tee. <sighs> Perfect. Man, you must have ordered that thing day of. Love yeah. it. Hardcore, man. Thank you, John, for supporting us. Yes, and thanks to everybody else who's actually sent us photos of them rocking OG gear. For instance, Evan, our listener, was in Miami last night watching Duke and the Hurricanes wearing the Ice Caps version of the OG logo. So head on over to breakingtea.com slash OG to go buy your merch today. I feel like everyone should know that they don't trust me. Breaking Tea doesn't trust me to like submit ideas and be in charge that you're the person who handles the t-shirts and the design. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to pull it up here cause I'm feeling, I'm feeling good on a, you feeling frisky today on a, on a Thursday live here. All right. I mean, I think this would be a hot seller. Okay. Nothing's showing up on the screen. Just give it two seconds. Will you? <laughs> <laughs> you love my Photoshop skills. So it would just be the bottle obviously, or mm-hmm. we could put over the way that the Miller script is. Mm-hmm. You can make that OG media. Well, that script is probably protected. So oh, we can't take it. Come now. We could figure out a way around that. Just saying. Um, but yeah, shorties don't count, man. Everybody knows shorties don't count. I had to explain that to Jamie last night. He's like, what is this? Shorties don't oh. count. I don't get it. And I was like, Oh, I said, look, apologies. Jillio is classic case of a guy who discovers something that's been around for a long time. And he thinks like he's discovered America. <laughs> and it's like Gilio finally discovered I that they made fire. Right. It's like you're treating the discovery of little high lives as though, did you guys know this? Did yeah, dude. These were real. Yeah, they're real. And then of course you are like a snack well cookie. You're like, it's a diet cookie. I ate the whole box. What's the problem? It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's diet cookies. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Ah. It does not work that All way. All right. Well, I just want to let the people know. They, I I, I my creativity gets stifled from time to time. And I just, <laughs> just wanted them to know because I feel like the support would be there for a shorty zone go from uh, Ryan on the YouTube comments. My dead conference yeah. shirt got here yesterday. looks great in person as well. Yeah. Look, breaking tea. As I told Jamie yesterday, I have not received a single complaint about price or quality from breaking tea. They make great stuff. And we're really, really happy 
that we have partnered with them to make this merch. Uh, from Justin, we've needed this shirt. The shorties don't count. I'll talk to Jamie. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, from Dave, it's a great t-shirt idea since it's an election year. Have Ovia's Julio 24. Eh. I don't think you'd want us on that wall. No, you don't want us. <laughs> you don't want us on that wall. You don't. Uh, we have a very full show today. We do. Uh, Lauren, We've been very busy. Very, very busy the last couple of days. We do actually work, believe mm-hmm. it or not. It's just not, we don't show up to Eford Studios, hit record and just let it rip, right? We do work from time to time, from time to time, from time to time. Uh, Lauren Brown. We missed a lingerie show yesterday at the Eford Studios. Dude. How is that possible? We're always here. And we were, I was here. I think you were here too. I was. Because it was like 2.30. Right. Because I had to come back. To get your computer. To get my stuff after we were running around yesterday. And I missed it. We both I, you know, missed it. But here, so, so, so John's got this photo studio next to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, photo video studio. Really nice dude. He's got great stuff. We should probably do like an, instead of a shirt or OG24, maybe we should do an OG25 calendar. What do you think? <sighs> what do you think? There can't be anything on the... Uh... Can't be anything on the Joe. I've always said the internet for, for everybody. It can't be something for everybody. It can't man. be me and my whalers tank top. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. That's that's great for June when they, when you're thinking about the Canes and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So yeah, we missed the laundry show yesterday. Kind of bummed out by that. Uh, but no, we have a full show today. Lauren Brownlow is coming in hot. We'll talk some hoops with her. Uh, Debbie Antonelli is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. And sprinkled through in, we have conversations with Carolina Hurricanes captain Jordan Stahl. We have conversations with Carolina Hurricanes head coach Rod Burnham-Moore and a very special reunion between Joe Giglio and Paul Maurice, Florida Panthers head coach, in town tonight. I don't want to spoil anything, but I feel a lot better about life, okay. about my lot in life. I okay. do. I, I, that's the pick-me-up I needed, sir. It. He played the game today. He played the game today. Not everybody, not everybody wants to play the game with you. Not everybody loves did, my shenanigans. But he did, and it all worked out. Uh, so Jay Ray NCSU gets us to the first topic of the day. A little reaction to us talking specifically about the Syracuse game, the Syracuse loss for NC State and what it means for the NCAA tournament and everything else. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about what it means for Kevin Keats. Okay. Yesterday. Yesterday, but okay. our comment section and Twitter reaction, social media rea- reaction has been a lot of Keats. Does he stay? Does he go? What's going on here? And Jay just kind of gets us going with with the temperature of Keats's seat heating up, which I don't know if that's the case. But we'll get into that. It would be a great time to release that shirt with the opening quotes <laughs> of Law of the Wolf. My juices flow all the time. Or from Ryan, I need a Law of the Wolf shirt that says refs bet against the spread. <laughs> oh, wow. Although uh, from Marcus, I don't have it on my threads right now, but Marcus is done with Scott Wood, which I haven't had a chance Uh-oh. to listen to Law what of the Wolf, but Marcus is upset that Scott Wood would not agree that the refs are out to get NC State. Oh, yeah, that's his long-standing position is that the refs are just bad. Yeah, and they just happen to be bad. And it actually, it I, was I, from agree. The, I actually, it was from that. the Clemson game because he was saying that actually NC State got good calls against Clemson, and I was like, "Oh no, sir, that is not allowed. You're not allowed to be an <laughs> NC State person and point out when the officials are actually on your side." Yeah, look, that happened a good good portion <laughs> of the second half on Wednesday against, or on Tuesday night against Syracuse. Uh, from J Nerd's blog on YouTube, there are so many in the state fold who embrace the idea of willful ignorance that it hurts me as a state fan when we talk about Keats. And where are things going, you know, where they go going forward. And here's Robert. I'm done with them. They can keep the coach or get rid of them. Okay, but he's apparently done. Uh, from Bradley, basically under Keats, basketball will be mediocre every year. 
be UNC Duke's doormat unless they spend the money and get a decent coach. I want to put a pin in the spend the money part of this in a second. Uh, from Jay Clemens, state missed in the portal. Plain and simple. The coach is fine. And of course, you got Wolfpacker chimes in and the excuses for the other six seasons. And then, of course, we've got, well, what else we got here from Jay uh, John Ald one. Just say you're okay with zero NCAA tournament wins in seven seasons. Stop beating around the bush, fellas. Say it with your chest. Here from user and a bunch of letters. How many plays drawn up by Keats out of a timeout look like last night, Tuesday night? Most do, and that's the issue. The success rate is low, but the players also have to execute. Well, they've had success this year. The execution on Tuesday night wasn't necessarily all that great. From MS8742 on YouTube. Nothing going to change with Keats at the helm. Six years, we know what we have. It's insanity to think that things will change next year. The historical data is more than clear. Why put up with this for another year makes no sense. Uh, And Mindy wants to know what we're going to do for 6,000 followers on YouTube. We'll get to that in housekeeping. But that's a general sense of what we've been getting on YouTube, what we've been getting in the YouTube comments like we're doing this live, like from David. State fans aren't the kindest to minority head coaches. We've all seen it. Yes, that is a factor. Uh, I'd be kidding kidding you. I would be not completely upfront with you as audience members if I did not identify certain words or code words that are used when we talk about Keats that we wouldn't use for other coaches or we massage it a little bit to get our point across rather than Things like, well, he's an AAU coach or he's this. Like, I've seen plenty of that stuff that floats around. Um, but this is not unique to state fans, by the way. This is just kind of how it is when it comes to athletics, sports, and America. But that's kind of with the general temperature of where things are for NC State. You have what I've argued, Joe, is like the worst possible scenario, which is apathy. But here's what it is. And we got John. <laughs> I'll pull it up. As, what do you? What, what, I was trying to show it. Oh yeah. Oh, you and I hit the button at the same time. As long as State stays away from Dustin Kearns, <clears throat> take the stairs. Yeah. I, listen, I, I think the conversation amongst fans is one, and it, it with the results like you see from Syracuse, in particular, in the way that the team played in the first half. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I, I I think Kevin's probably just as upset as anyone else is. Oh, he was. It was about clear the in the post game that his team played in the first half of that basketball mm-hmm. game. There's a conversation that fans are having, and I understand that conversation. But there's a conversation that the administration is happening now. You got to keep in mind right now, the chancellor of the university. Not only is he about to announce his retirement, he's also got himself some other issues, including a no confidence vote from the faculty. Yeah. That's a real-world problem for Randy Woodson. Real quick, for if people are wondering what the hell's going on, maybe you have not been immersed in news news, real news, yeah. real-world news, just look up what's going on with Poe Hall and what has happened in the aftermath of that. So that's a real-world problem for Randy Woodson. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think when he gave Boo Corrigan a five-year extension, which he did, mm-hmm. uh, most about two weeks ago, I think it was now, I think he was deputizing Boo to say, okay, Hey, I'm not going to be here even next year. So beyond, this is a situation that I'm going to leave to you. Where does Boo fall on this? His interest level in basketball publicly has been very low. Uh, we know that he was involved in trying to clean up the NCAA mess. The NCAA issues were resolved. That happened under his watch. Mm-hmm. He deserves credit for coming in in the way that he did. I think it's fair. This is going to transition to where we f- we fall economically and commitment and all those other things. Yes. I think what basically Boo said to Kevin and during when he got here was like, hey, man, before NIL, I'm going to need you to play by the rules. I'm Mm going to need you to do everything on the up and up. 
and they they put in some different reforms for tickets and some of the other issues that they had. And you now you're playing nice with the NCAA. I think that's a that's the best way to put it. I need you to be on your best behavior, and that's what I need you to do for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Then the thing is resolved, and now you have NIL, and now you look at it, and I get it. The money doesn't come directly from the school or the athletic department. But if you look at where NC State is and when it comes to NIL commitment in basketball, here ready for some ready for some irony alert. The first year that NC State makes the NCAA tournament, which are Kavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner mm-hmm. and DJ Burns, the football team, Dave Doran, was upset. Hey, why are we spending all this money, NIL money on basketball? Where's my money? Right. So now you have the reverse. This season becomes, hey man, we need to go out and get this receiver from Ohio State. Hey man, we're gonna pay Jonathan Paylor to get to come here instead of going to Ohio State out of high school. Mm-hmm. So they feel like the football commitment is now. Oh, look at this, we we've committed all this money to football, and now basketball is turning around, going, wait, where's our commitment? So you can. That's the conversation I think behind the scenes that they're having. I think Randy basically is now deputized Boo to say, you solved the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. I don't I don't have a great feel for what Boo is going to do. I don't think he has been overly involved in basketball in a public way. I think he behind the scenes last year, uh, two years ago, excuse me, I think behind the scenes two years ago, he said to Kevin, how can I help you? Right. Uh, I said the same thing to Kevin when, when I told him to go and get Levi Watkins. And he did. Mm-hmm. It, but those are all things. Those are all conversations that they Wait, had. Are you, are you taking credit for Levi? Watkins? I am taking credit. for. Okay. I, I would have gotten, I would have gone and got Justin Gainey. Yeah, Justin he, Gainey he tried. Yeah. I think they he tried, tried for Justin the, Gainey, the money. Yeah. You know, the money was too much, but that's the, but okay. Money is the key part here that money equals commitment. Yes. <laughs> and to your point about football, that was a real thing. No, it was. I, I want people to understand. This is not me telling you some. Right. Wives tale here. And this is also something that when you and I have had conversations with coaches before we hit record on my phone to shoot the breeze, right? Or when we're at ACC tip off or ACC kickoff and you're just kind of talking to people, you will hear similar stories about, well, you know, football did X or in some instances, basketball got this. Football can't get the same level of commitment. So there are a lot of conversations taking place at different schools in the ACC and really at any school outside of the SEC or the Big Ten that has all the money in the world of trying to see who is the favored son, who's the one that's getting the commitment from the athletic department and the boosters involved. And that's the problem that NC State has right now. And I don't don't care who the coach is. Right now, what, to Dave Doran's credit, fighting through all of that, Doran and the football program or the thing that state fans feel gives them their best chance to win something right now. And on top of that, it gives, gives them their best chance at bragging rights. At bragging rights, not only bragging rights, but also bigger picture, if there is going to be another shuffling in conference realignment, what is going to be the yeah. thing that draws the attention of a, of a conference outside of the ACC? Your football brand. It is not basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It is the football brand. And if NC State has a committed group of people who go to football games and they're a perennial top 25 where they hover around the top 25, they're in the mix then they're much more attracted to the next conference landing spot, more so than basketball. And the ACC has decided, and NC State has decided, that they're not interested in becoming Big East 2.0, which, you know, there's a merit to that. We've had this discussion. I used to be like, why do you want to become a boutique basketball league? But as we've seen with all the money that's come in and how football kind of ruins everything now because of the chasing of the dollar. I mean, for heaven's sake, we're in the news cycle where apparently 12 teams in the college football playoff is no longer enough. They can't even wait till 2020. They can't even wait to get to the first iteration of a 12-team playoff before they started talking about a 14-team playoff. 
And that's because the SEC and the Big Ten want more teams involved so that they can get more money. So football ruins everything. And if you told me the ACC would go become a boutique basketball league and NC State would be committed to basketball, I think that would work for a lot of people. But that's not what the majority of the people think. And you have to have honest conversations about what is the – and I've been screaming this all year – what is the true commitment level to basketball at NC State? It doesn't matter who the coach is if there's not a commitment level to basketball. And I think that's the hard conversation people don't really want to have. Yeah, I, I think there's still, I think Tuesday's performance pushes that conversation closer to what is Kevin's future mm-hmm. between Kevin and Boo. Yeah. So I'm just setting the stage there for where that conversation is. I think it's also important to remember there's still five basketball games left. There's still an ACC tournament mm-hmm. that is left. I see you both shaking your head. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is they can win games and still make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It's not completely and totally outlandish. I, I think that's where you have to rely on an administrator to be like, okay, can remember Debbie's famous rule. You want to talk to me? We'll talk at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm not talking to you in the middle of the year. I got it doesn't you. help me. Let's uh let's do a little housekeeping because I didn't realize we're already uh, seven, we're already 17 minutes into the program. So let's do a little housekeeping, and then we're going to bring Lauren Brownlow into this conversation, and then Debbie Antonelli is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Housekeeping. All right, so we have the OG tailgate coming up on Saturday, six-ish to eight-ish, because remember, State's playing at 2 o'clock, Boston College. You and I are going to be pre-gaming. We're going to be using my dad's tickets in the lower we, bowl. We are pre-gaming, sir. Yeah, you told me straight up. You're hanging out with me on are, Saturday. Are, yeah. Fine. I had to give Joe a... He's like, I have ex, I have actually tickets to the game, and what am I going to do with them? Rallo, like, get this, in here. Hello. <laughs> I'm not even drinking yet, but it's like, this motherfucker over here is like, oh, I got two tickets. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'm like, yeah, we're going to the game. <laughs> How many times have I complained to you? I don't want to sit on the fifth floor. I don't want to sit on the fifth There's floor. There's plenty of seats downstairs. And then, and then you're like, I have tickets. Well, what am I going to do with them? Oh, well, because I was just going to go to the game with my press it, pass. It didn't I was going to say. It didn't yeah. even occur to him. Although, are you still allowed to sit on the floor with your press pass now? No. You no. no, you're not. But no. you, can, you can find a seat. Oh, well, you can find a seat. There's nowhere to sit. Or I, or I stand in the breezeway. That's I what don't I don't mind standing do. in the breezeway. But I, I don't I can't see the game. Yeah. It's first world problem. You just, got, I mean, you just don't You know what's not fine. a first world problem is staying home to watch it. So that's why I that's understand the energy of the other side of that's this true argument. <laughs> so regardless, we have the OG tailgate that is coming up Saturday, six-ish to eight-ish. We already have our winners for Sleek Fleet. They're going to be enjoying some transportation. If you just want to hang out and tailgate, you can. You don't have to go to the game. Yeah. You don't need tickets. So come on by. We're going to have food from the butcher's market. Kenneth's going to be hanging out with us. Uh, Kevin over at Sweetwater is going to provide us with some beers. The official arena beer, the OG. We have Breaking Tea t-shirts we're going to give away. Wow. and Feeling good. And we have stickers and cups, which I'm picking up tomorrow. Okay. Very excited. Perfect. So just drop on by. We got all sorts of fun stuff. Do you want me to bring the Dutch Dutch shuffleboard? That's up to you, dude. That's that's your deal. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have my child, so I was going to say. Then we're in. (laughs) Okay. Done. Then that works. I Alex, was like, I don't know if this is the place for Alex. Alex. Needs, no, no, it, it, no. Alex will have a good a time. Late he night. loves adults, though. So. Yeah, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's the <good>. best. <laughs> so, OG tailgate. We also got the six thousand subscribers, so we have to celebrate. No, we can't do that before Debbie. We got to talk to Debbie. Sober? Clear, clear and sober. Yeah. Do you want to do the Carolina Panthers scratch off with Lauren? Oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah, okay, because yeah. we we thought that you of all people should do a Carolina Panthers scratch. Something off. that involves the Panthers and luck, <laughs> and it's gonna win. Never. <laughs> should we now, just light them on fire right now? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the case. It's like a 
comparison to what Frank Reich did to the while, playbook when he found out who his quarterback was. So it's funny. While we're actually doing scratch-offs here, um, we can multitask and you can talk about this team is killing us. You guys have a new episode this week. You actually yes. talk about Brian Burns, the franchise tag, and what exactly to do. I agree with you, by the way. You just have to decide what it is you want yes. with Brian Burns yes. and stick with it. Because this halfway... The franchise halfway, thing, yeah. I'm not here. I'm not... That You're not going to get the kind of energy that you need no, out of a guy like Brian Burns. And, you know, he had his ups and downs this year, too. I thought mostly he was good. But, I mean, it's a lot to ask of him on a team like this, you know. Well, where... I, guess the, I guess the question is, do you think he's actually worth the contract that he wants? I, I don't, but I also, like... I feel like you can replace a, a pass rusher a little easier. I know he's a special one, but I feel like you can find a defensive end type a little easier than you can some other positions. Not trying to call him super replaceable, but kind of. Um, I guess the question is, do you feel the reason why he didn't have the kind of year that he was supposed to have last year was because of outside factors? Like he didn't necessarily have the help or that the coaching I mean, was bad. I think it was more outside factors in that watching the offense play every week was more outwardly and visibly frustrating to him than mm -hmm. some other guys. We saw him commit some kind of uncharacteristic penalties too that were kind of drive extenders. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm picking, I'm, you know, I'm kind of picking a little bit. It feels like I'm, I'm picking on him. I'm kind of well, nitpicking. That's what, that's what we do with the NFL. But you, well, when you're going to give someone that much money, I agree. And how often have we seen the Panthers give somebody they thought was a sure thing, pass rusher, a lot of money. And then it become a disappointment. I didn't how to go, Joe. Uh, I got a 10, a four, a 30 and a 37. I didn't get squat. I kind of love that. One of the prizes is to go see the Panthers is, play. Is that a prize? Is second, <laughs> is second prize. Can you, you go twice. <laughs> Can I exchange it for something? First prize is you only have to go. <laughs> can once. I can I get something I actually want with this? Uh, big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Uh, we actually we've actually been going to the Breeze Through a lot this week. I had to go get coffee before we went over to the arena to go talk to some people. I know you got the, you got the scratch off tickets from this, right? From yeah. the through, I'm scratching right now. Along with uh, these takis and the sex on the beach and the hard haritos, which I did not know existed. What? Yeah. Oh. So we're gonna we're we're gonna open a bunch of stuff up. But big thanks to Breeze Through for helping us out here on Opens and Chilio, and also big thanks to Longleaf Swine for sponsoring us. We are going to be doing a NCAA tournament show Thursday, March 21st from Longleaf, one o'clock. We actually had a listener go to Longleaf for lunch today. And they said, and I quote, y'all never miss on the food spots. Never miss. True. I went again yesterday. Yeah. Because I took the picture of the shorty that we need to put on a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. I got the chicken pot pie again. I'm now addicted. You're hooked on it? Addicted. Really? Because I'm a, I, I will eat the hell out of a good chicken pot pie. It's just. I never, I was, I was hesitant to try. Oh, you know what else I got? What else did you get? The banana pudding. Oh, oh really? Okay. Oh, dear Lord. So good. All of these items. So good. Right. Go check them out. Edenton person. There's always parking on Edenton for all of you naysayers. Always parking on Edenton. Well, let's just say there's parking there. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's parking to be found. You'll find it. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Big thanks to Longleaf. And again, we're going to be out there March 21st for our NCAA tournament extravaganza. <laughs> All right, so am I, 
I know that sometimes I will get caught up in the last thing I saw being the best thing that I saw. And that I know that this, even this season, you. I know this is a season where I've been screaming. We, ta- we, we talked about this with Luke on Tuesday. There's ebbs and flows to a season. Big you have time. to allow for ebbs and flows to a season. When we talk about North Carolina kind of going through it, just, hey, man, sometimes you're just kind of going through it in February. Wake me up when we get to March. Especially like if you're playing well for a month before. You just, yeah, you're just going to hit a lull at some point. With with Duke, I've gone through all sorts of emotions when I watch Duke. It's been a roller coaster. (laughs) Injuries, close games, their toughness questioned. You got John Shire pushing back on that. Tyrese Proctor had a concussion. He was in protocol. Then he comes back last night. They're down in Miami. Filipowski's faces. Well, Filipowski had some some faces last night after they had a hard foul on him. I mean, but damn, Duke looked good last night. It made me wonder: (laughs) is the Death Star fully operational, or is that just a one-time thing against a a a Miami team that's done? They've been playing well since the North Carolina game. That's a hard place to play, particularly the Uh midweek game when yes. And they usually have a tough time there. Yeah. They, just like North Carolina does. That was their fastball last night. And I know yeah. people were like, oh, my. I, I, I shouldn't say people. There were UNC <laughs> fans on our timeline being like, oh, that, that's because Miami's injured and blah, 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 blah. And because all, all I said was their defense was amazing. Yeah, I mean, last Miami's night. been, like I said, yeah. Miami's been going through it this year, but. Because Miami can, can score. score. That's yeah. the thing. Is Miami's defense good? No. No. It's terrible, no. but is their is their offense good? Usually, that's the first time I watched Duke and thought, because you know the game in Florida State where McCain hits thirty five points, like that's not repeatable, mm-hmm. right? But this this effort and all of them playing together and that there was a there was big. We don't need one bus driver, exactly. Julio. We need four of them. Yeah, energy and and Roach. And you yeah. know when he was helping, it makes a huge difference. I told you too, like before the UNC game, I was like, I think Duke might be like starting to round, like really yeah. starting to round. And you were kind of like a little skeptical, yeah. but I was like, I just see it. I, they, they seemed tougher to me. They, uh, you know, I mean, I, I hate to say that. It's weird to say about a Duke team, but yeah, like from Bull City coordinators, saying, you're the Star Wars fan. You yeah. should know better. Yeah, you're right. Please don't compare Duke to the Death Star. Oh, you remember how it ends both times. Okay. Well then there's star killer base. Oh wait, no, can't do that. Well, well they're mean, the executor. Oh wait, no, that at the same time, anywhere. it ends Badly for everyone except for one team. And right. I don't know that I would think Duke or even necessarily North Carolina at that point are that team. So, so. To, to your point, though, about where Duke was and where I was. But my Deeks might be. <laughs> we'll get to your Deeks in a second. Wow. You've really come full circle. Didn't they look good against Pitt? They're good. They I the already Fury. knew that. Okay. I wasn't the one questioning the roster makeup. <laughs> <laughs> With Duke, my issue at that time, even with the injuries, everything looked like it came hard to them. For sure. I agree with you, especially offensively. I don't think saying that at that time was a problem. And yes, offensively. And most of February has been a lot of, it's just a struggle to see them consistently score. Last night and really how they piece these, they've stacked these things together. It looks like much like last year, they're coming together at the time you want them to be coming together. And if they can stay as a cohesive unit without any more weird, like this guy's missing a game or this guy's out for whatever with the knee, then yeah, with Carolina and Duke, both with three losses right now, 
Carol, I don't like Carolina's schedule down the stretch. No, it's Dukes. not good. That's the thing. Yeah, it's I really a, don't. That's why that, I think that spot for Carolina on Saturday playing Virginia oh, after that. After Virginia made they never no, win. And they, they never win. That's again, everybody in this league, I feel like, has three or four teams that, regardless of what that team looks like on a given year, you're like, no, I don't want to play them because I know they're going to either like they're going to beat you or they're going to give you a hard time. You know, Virginia has always been that for whatever reason, they play great games against Duke. State plays them well, but Carolina goes up there and they're like, What's a basketball? <laughs> you you want to stick around? Actually, you don't have headphones. Can you grab those headphones right there? Okay. Plug them in, and we're going to talk to Debbie Antonelli right oh, now. Gosh. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Hotline from ESPN, she is Debbie Antonelli. And congratulations to Debbie Antonelli. I think the la last time I talked to you, you were being inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, which is awesome. <laughs> now you're in another Hall of Fame. Well, you you were honored with the Kirk Gowdy uh, in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, which is kind of like a big media. That, that's a media Hall of Fame in our books. So congratulations. Well, thank you so much. That's not something you start your career thinking that you're going to be able to win, but it was a really incredible honor for me. And uh, there's a lot of great teammates along the way that I hope I get to share it with. Yeah. I feel like every time we talk to you, Debbie, you're, you're, you're being honored by a hall of fame. It's like, <laughs> we, we need some of that to rub off on us. I feel like we, need, <laughs> we, we need to know, we need to figure out how to get ourselves on the right path. I was, I was happy to see you at the NC state game where they, the Wolfpack, your alma mater mm -hmm. honored you and recognized, recognized that honor. So let's start with the Wolfpack and the most recent game that you saw on the men's side. Uh, what did you make of Tuesday's performance against Syracuse and what was a little bit confounding in the first 20 minutes, I would say. Yeah. Chris Bell is a catch and shoot guy and he catches and shoots eight and makes eight threes. I thought that was really tough. Uh, they lost him in transition a couple of times and turn the ball over anytime against any team in this league, you're not going to be able to recover. And Chris Bell did a great job of sprinting to the three point line, getting his feet organized. And I mean, that was a heck of a shooting performance by him. Um, and at halftime I did say, you know, you got to play the percentages, <clears throat> excuse me, that, Chris Bell would probably cool off and Judah Mintz, who hadn't scored in the first half, would heat up. And that's exactly what happened. NC State did a really good job of defending Chris Bell. And at, on the same side, you had to expect NC State was going to get a little bit hotter in the second half. I thought the full court pressure definitely helped get them stimulated on the offensive end a little bit. And I, I think that's the way they play. And they, they bring great energy when they do that. Do you... Obviously, the reaction to that game was uh, along the lines of panic and, and frustration for state fans. I'm, I'm trying to say there's still five games left in the year. There's still yeah. the ACC tournament in front of them. It does feel like there's a crowded kind of race, or maybe it's a musical chairs of five teams uh, that I feel like have a realistic chance of making the NCAA tournament. But the music's going to stop, and there's probably only two chairs for those teams. How do you think NC State kind of compares to a Wake Forest or uh, Syracuse or Pitt or even Virginia Tech? Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with you, Joe. They're all jumbled up right there, and, and you are trying to get that top four seed in the ACC tournament. That is critical to having a chance to win, and you know you're going to need to pick up a couple of wins in the tournament to be able to stay in that bubble or stay in the tournament, depending on, you know, if you, you know, the net and all the other metrics that they look at, you know, for coaches right now, and they'll tell you, yeah, they kind of got a like a side eye look at all of that, but they know they've got to get a little bit better with their teams, and you know, the, I think the fans get more excited about some of that stuff than actually the coaches do. 
and, and I know they're just trying to, you know, get better. My conversation with Tony Bennett on Saturday was about that very thing. You know, I know it's out there. I hear the noise about the net and uh, all the things that uh, metrics that are used, but we're just trying to play our game and try to get better. I was actually going to ask you in one of my Gilio questions, has Tony Bennett asked you yet for free throw advice? Because <laughs> so, for the people who don't know, Debbie does something called 24 hour yeah. net marathon, which raises money for special Olympics. She makes 2,400 oh, yes. free throws I in 24 hours. That. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Um, has you know Tony what? Like said like, Hey Debbie, can you just come <laughs> out and practice? Like, well, first of all, Tony Bennett's a better shooter than I'll ever be. So, um, you know, he's still the, uh, got the highest percentage in the history of the NBA, I believe from outside the three. So, uh, Tony and I wouldn't be exchanging, um, shot doctor, um, (laughs) conversation, but, uh, you know, I purposely, honestly, since you brought it up, I mean, I do look at my partners when teams are not making free throws and I do tell them, do not tell them what my percentage is. I do not want to embarrass the kids. I don't. (laughs) And I say that wholeheartedly, like, I mean it, like, um, so for your, for your viewers that are watching, I mean, 24 hours, nothing but net is my 24 hour free throw shooting marathon. I make a hundred free throws on the top of every hour for 24 hours. So at the end of 24 hours, I've made 2,400. All the money goes to special Olympics. We're at 856,000 this year in May, I believe I'm going to cross a million. And, uh, it's a lot of training that goes into it and it's all a grassroots effort. I'm in my driveway. We do live stream it. I hope you guys will have me back on when we get closer yeah. to it. Um, because, um, it is, uh, you know, my, I have three boys, my middle son has down syndrome. He's a graduate of the Clemson life program. Special Olympics has always been a big part of our story. And, uh, I am averaging over the five years, 94%. Wow. Last year I shot 95 with a broken finger on my left hand. That's just, you know, it's a different set of circumstances, obviously, but, um, you know, when I was in college, usually the natural question uh, is, you know, what was your percentage in college? And I say the same thing. I never got to the free throw line unless the other team got a technical foul. <laughs> so otherwise, I wasn't shooting free throws because I was standing outside shooting jumpers. You you were Kay's <laughs> secret weapon. She knew. <laughs> Debbie Antonelli is hanging out with us here on Ovias and Julia. All right. Away from state, before you jumped on, we were talking about uh, Duke and Carolina going down the stretch. Yeah. And I, I still think, despite the fact that Carolina had gone through that three out of their last five, I, th- I thought every one of those losses was explainable in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but I don't like Carolina's schedule going forward. And Duke, especially after last night, looks like they have all their pieces in place finally. And I like how they've kind of turned the corner. And I, I kind of like their schedule a little bit better. And who knew after that meeting in Chapel Hill where Carolina looked like the superior team, they'd be here entering March with the same mm-hmm. three losses in the conference slate. Well, the first thing about Duke I think about is, you know, the Pitt loss and as great as Blake Hinson was in that game and how good Pitt was as a team, you know, Duke was missing a couple of pieces. Now that's mm-hmm. not to diminish what Pitt did because they certainly made all the plays, but not having Jeremy Roach and this version of Mark Mitchell is a, a, a big loss for them. So I'm sure that'll be factored in when the NCAA is looking at things. As far as North Carolina goes, I really believe that Baycott has a switch. I really believe that he turns it on at the biggest moment. And I think all the preseason stuff and all the non-conference, you know, and then when you got to January, I thought I saw a different level in him. And now that we're in February, I really think I see a different level. It's a it not might be something you see in the stats. It might be how hard he runs the floor, how hard he posts up, early post up in transition, uh, 
how he's working on the weak side glass, all the things that, you know, matter for spacing and timing around their offense. And, um, you know, take some pressure off of R.J. Davis. Uh, so I do think that, you know, and then the way Ingram's been playing, the way he's been rebounding, he takes some pressure off of Baycott. It's a very well put together machine right now, and they're playing well. And, of course, the, you know, that's a game we're all pointing to. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to be in the building for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to sneak my way in as well. <laughs> I, I guess, do we make too much, though, at times of sort of the swings in the course of a season? At times, to me, it almost feels like the variance is more wild than it used to be in terms of figuring out who a team is and who they're going to be going into March. But maybe I'm I'm imagining some of that. Maybe it's not quite as wild as, as I remember. And everybody goes through, you know, sort of the ups and downs of, of a season. But it feels harder than ever to kind of get a handle on who everybody is, not just Carolina and Duke. You guys know there's been this narrative out there about the league being down or not many teams getting in. I mean, everybody's talking about it. But when you ask the coaches, they're like, we don't see what has actually changed when you get inside league play. It's still hard to win on the road. It's still tough to win at home. Matchups are so critical when you play, where you play, who's healthy, who isn't. All of that factors in. It's so much to keep an eye on. And with an unbalanced schedule, that even complicates some of that even more. So there's a lot of stuff that you can look at to try to gauge where a team might be. But from a coaching standpoint, you know, they're looking at, you know, are we executing better in these situations? How much situational offense matters right now? Situational defense as well. Those are the things you're concentrating on because you know when you get inside four minutes, it's going to be anybody's game and you got to be able to make plays. Debbie, I saw, uh, switching to the women's side, I saw you before the play for K game and Thank you again for all the things that you do for the the KYAO Foundation. Obviously, you're a former coach, and you you have such a great uh, love for her and and the foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw you before that game, and then I saw the team play, and Isaiah James and Snia Rivers are the real deal. Um, is this Wes's best chance to get to the final four with that backcourt? backcourt do you think? Well, first of all, uh, Joe, your wife's on my prayer list, and uh, it was good to see you. And I'm glad that that uh, she could participate in the in the play for K celebration on the court and all the things that go on around that event. Um, and, and even if she didn't get to walk on the court, I know she was there. Um, Five years, was yeah, big one, big one to be in that group. You know, let, let me just say something about that because you know that event is exactly what K envisioned it would be. Uh, from day one, when I was there for the very first Hopes for Hope game, when it was just uh, an NC State event, and now it's a national thing. And, uh, you know, when those women come on the court at halftime, it's tough to keep it all together. I usually can keep it together. And then when I watch it back, that's when I'm like, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I, I know being the bridge for helping tell stories of the battles that um, these women have gone through and what they're going through and, and their caregivers like you, Joe, and, and, you know, some of the struggles that, that it requires. Um, but there's always hope on the end on the other side. And that's what that event is about celebrating. Um, so uh, on the women's side, you know, NC state, I got the game tonight over in Chapel Hill. I'm getting ready to head over there pretty soon. Uh, you know, Isaiah James uh, can really score. I mean, she is elusive, explosive, fast, athletic. She's determined to get to the bucket. And then I absolutely love Sonia Rivers' game. She may not be the leading scorer, but she has a a solid assist turnover ratio for a not a natural point guard. She worked on it all summer to get ready. I think she can go wherever she wants. She can get to her spots. She's excellent in transition. 
Her handle is great. I think she's up for defensive player of the year in this, this league. I think she's tremendous on the top of their press. Is this the best chance? I think it is a chance. I certainly think the Cunane-led team that was the one seed that got sent to Connecticut, and, you know, we can all believe that. I'm still complaining about that. Um, you know, in the women's game, unlike on the men's side, we do have geography in our seeding process, which drives me nuts. It's not fair. Um, and now we've gone from four regionals to two, so the geography has even gotten, I think, even greater. Um, we want a national tournament. I think our product deserves a national. But um, could they have a chance? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting in the ACC. They're picked eighth preseason. They're in third place right now. They're the highest ranked team in the league at number six. They got the best wins in the non-conference beating UConn and Colorado. Yeah. Nobody has wins like that uh, in the league. And I think that's part of the reason why they stay on top of Virginia Tech, even though Virginia Tech swept them and is sitting in first place. So it's it's really interesting. Um, like on the men's side, it's no different on the women's side. The teams at the bottom of the league all play defense. They might not be able to score. That mm. can be challenging if you can shrink the game and, and shorten possessions. Um, but other, other than that, um, you know, NC State's going to have their hands full tonight with North Carolina. It'll be a good house. Uh, it'll, it'll have um, a lot riding on it, which mm. it usually does. And uh, it'll be exciting to be there. Yeah, what is a snapshot of the Tar Heels right now? Because I know they had gone through a four-game losing streak. NC State was in that four-game losing streak. I think it culminated in a blown lead and overtime loss to Duke. Yeah. Uh, but they seem to have kind of gotten out of that. What is a snapshot of this team right now? Well, they got out of it playing Pitt and Wake or the two last-place teams in the league. So that's yeah. one thing. Um, that it, and I'm all about, you know, habits. Habits, right? Right. So you had some bad habits in the four games. Now in the two games, you get some habits back. You get some confidence. Uh, so... Um, that is a big part of why North Carolina was able to, to come out. Um, they had to ex- execute better at the end of games. So they've been in those games. They've got to make plays. As you know, free throw shooting is an issue for them. Um, that's a big problem. You know, they, they've got to fix that up because once they get to the postseason, as I said before, the game shrinks a little bit and you might not get some transition opportunities. I think North Carolina is um, solid on the defensive end. I think when they really move the ball and they get the defense shifting, uh, that's when they're dangerous because against Wake, Alyssa Usby drew nine fouls on their defense and Deja Kelly drew 12. So a couple of things is you've got to keep Deja Kelly off the free throw line. You cannot let her get to the line. you got to find Lexi Donarski in transition. You can't let her get any threes. you got to box out Usby. You know, North Carolina has had at least five games this season where they have been at the free throw line in a close game, missed and got the offensive rebound, which eliminated the other team's opportunity to have a chance. So um, they've, they've had a lot of close games. Some they've won, some they've lost, but their rebounding comes every game. This is why Debbie is going to have a place in Springfield. And we don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's how did you clear. just rattle all of that? I, I know, know you have the game. Uh, right. I know you prepare, yeah. but that was impressive. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. You know, it's like Forrest Gump sitting here. You know, that's all I know. If you ask me about something else, I have no clue. Uh, you know, somebody said to me, what's your husband? I, I said, who? I haven't talked to my husband. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he shows up on film that I'm watching, I should put some clips together of what he's doing number. at home. Give him a jersey number. Then you know. <laughs> Give him a jersey number. I can pass him in the hallway, walking down our hall, where we're in our house. I say all the time. He's walking, I can pass him. I mean, I'm on a fast break all the time. <laughs> Debbie, we, are. we appreciate the time. Uh, have fun calling the game tonight, and we'll talk to you later.
Yeah, great to see you guys. Um, appreciate everything you do. And, and please think of me when uh, May rolls around or March. Yeah. I'd love to come back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Congra- Absolutely. And congratulations. Yes, congrats. Awesome. Congrats. Thank Having you so Natalie much. Here on Ovia's and Chilio. We always appreciate hanging out with her. All right, we got the butcher's market. Uh, we thank them for sponsoring Ovi's and Gilio. Kath's going to help us out with the OG tailgate on Saturday. PNC Arena, Arena Lot, East 1000 area. We'll be by the pine trees. Super easy to find. So big thanks to them. And also big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovi's and Gilio. Check them out. Bugsbike.com. Uh, no contracts, but it's important to know that bundling and saving is a big, big part of their deal. And with the temperatures getting a little warmer, we're in that classic North Carolina cycle of it's freezing in the morning, mid sixties in the afternoon. You got to layer up. I hate it. I don't mind I hate it. it. I well, don't mind it. It's hard to get dressed. That's a good point. You do have to layer up though. You do have to layer up. So again, bugsbite.com is the website. I'm going to set this up with Brian Lowe here before we say goodbye to you. Cause I think this is important. Okay. For context. Whoa, whoa. She's not going to be drinking terrible things with us. Oh, do you want to hang out and drink terrible things with us? Uh, I probably can't. But... Okay. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> like which terrible things though, you know, Joe has a particular charm about him. Yes. Some coaches, some players enjoy that charm. Mm-hmm. Some don't. Some I didn't expect to enjoy it at all. Loved it. <laughs> sure. Roy Williams. <laughs> Number one on that list. So with a bullet, we <laughs> went over. We went over to PNC Arena this morning because Paul Maurice, former head coach of the sure. Carolina Hurricanes, yeah. now coach of the Panthers, in town tonight, uh, has history with Chilio. Oh, yeah! Like I covered the team when they were here. Like Butch, like Butch history. No, no, no. Oh. Good history. Good history. Oh, good history. Got like, it. Mo is like one of the all time great. Okay. Like when you Just go over there, I don't yeah. know. He'll Just, talk to yeah. you the whole thing. So last year, <laughs> yeah. so in our previous up. iteration, uh-huh. I was trying to get like, I went through like official channels to be like, we would like to have Paul Maurice on the show. And I never heard back from anybody with Florida. So then I said to trip Tracy, I'm like, Hey, uh, I think you know that Mo actually likes me. Like, can you reach out to Mo? Yeah. And see if he'll come on the show. And I, I trip's not watching, but it's like he told me, oh no, he doesn't, he didn't respond. And I was, I was like legit mad. Like I was depressed. You were in your feelings. I was in my feelings for and, oh. and you'll see the story I tell Paul Maurice, and it's true. I was like, man, I, we were we were together the day after the night they lost to Detroit in the last game of the O2 Cup Finals. I'm in a booth at Sullivan's, me, Jessica, Mo, and his wife, Mickey. And I'm sitting here like, I'm, we were 27 years old. He was 37. Babies. I mean, Aww. this is 20 years ago, yeah, right? That's pretty yeah. cool. So though. I'm sitting here going, wow, I don't think I ever said anything to Mo. Because, <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know, sometimes you say things and people get mad at you and you don't. Right. You don't know. Or maybe yeah, like you said something at one yeah, point yeah. that you and he it got back yeah. to him the wrong way. Whatever. So yeah. I've been carrying this around now ever since last year. I was like, Aww. so we went what? today. So we, so. Oh, Once we realized they were playing, I wouldn't today. have gone. Once I would have been like, "I'm not going." No, I'm too I, I had a, and then I saw him, and it all but came back. Yeah. And I was like, "I got to get." It obviously is like, "No, what are you going to do?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, he's <laughs> going up to him." You just wait. You, you just. Wait. Oh boy, I reached out to you last year. I never felt so rejected. What happened? I, I never, was it a direct? Was it a direct? No, reach no, out? no. And now this is the problem. Who's your use? Who's your proxy? Well. 
I don't want to sell your people out, yeah. but maybe there was an official go. channel. They, they were maybe they knew. But can you tell Addie she gets a raise? <laughs> that was number one. Okay. And then I, I made the mistake of, of trusting Trip Tracy. That would be number two. Okay. And where okay. is my man today? <laughs> Where's the trip? Who's here? Okay. Who's this here? is the A-team game. I'm left trip. Well, that, so you, you weren't personally dissing me then? I hope not. No, I don't I don't remember anyone telling me that you okay. connected, but my apologies. All right. I, I've been wearing that. Just so let you know. No, I let it go. We got, fi- is... we got fired in April, and I never felt more like you in my life. Like, I had that moment <laughs> where I was like, this is how these guys the third feel. Third time it gets easy. It's the first time. <laughs> third. Getting to the three and three doesn't bother Second one's still but... a little bit of a sting. Yeah. Yeah. Still feeling number two, but the third one, but no, I was more concerned. I'm like, yeah, fuck, no. man, Mo doesn't like me But anymore. that's the truth, though. Mo, get, Mo doesn't remember me? You get fired, your phone doesn't ring. <laughs> you know, all your good friends don't call, call friends you back. back. No, they don't. Well, they, they're not the new guy, though. That's real. We, that's, that's a fact. I, I even told Obvious, I'm like, I'm telling you, man, the day they got eliminated, yeah. O2 finals, sitting there with Mo and his wife, yeah. we're Jessica, we're at Sullivan's. I'm like, there's no way Mo doesn't remember me. Yeah. I never, never heard. Luke was the bad guy. Yeah. I was the good guy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That was easy. It was easy roles to fill. How uh, one, one serious hockey question? Yeah. How, how having the success in the conference final in such a memorable way? Yeah. How does that add to your thoughts to this place it, as you just ran, yeah. rambled through all the neighborhoods and everything it's, else that you remember? It's a piece of it for yeah. sure. It was a highly unusual series because it was it, in the end a series decided by an inch. But it happened in four games, right? It didn't. It didn't feel like that. It didn't look like that. But it was also a continuation on kind of what we had been through. It just seemed natural and right, and, and there was a huge cost to that in that series. Yeah. So we didn't come out of it. We didn't go into it healthy, and we certainly didn't come out of it healthy just because of all. It was a. It was a hard series, and, and I, I, I think the best memories are. We beat good, hard teams, and they were all different. They're all very, very well coached. So you get to keep that. Yeah. And, and we've been a good team since then. We were actually, you know what? Carolina figures importantly in our in our life last year because they beat us right after Christmas at home. We were back to back. We we beat Montreal at home. Came in here and got pounded. Now it was four nothing, but that was flattering. And that's when everything shifted for us. We had a far better understanding how hard we had to play because it wasn't close to good enough. And from that point on, we were actually a really, really good team, probably two or three points behind Carolina during the, during the rest of the year. So it's an important, they've been important to us. Did you know when you got to the final that Bob would have to come back to earth, that he was so molten hot? No, or were you just my concern was hoping it against hope. Yeah, but it was tighter than it looked toward the end and the breaking point. So we get home at 2-1, and then we lose Matthew. And on top of that, we had four guys that just probably weren't healthy enough to play. And, and you just the guy them up for the cup. Yeah, the guy yeah. that, you know, A2 Ryan, it's not a name that anybody would know, but he broke his leg in the series against Carolina on a shot, shot block. And we missed him terribly because it gave us a level of depth that we didn't have. By the by, the time we get to the elimination game, our fourth line is now our parts of it are on our second line that comprises most of our third line, and our fifth line is now in the in the final. So yeah. we, we were in trouble at that point. But it should be a, a series like that when it's the conference finals. It, it, it's a little bit fearic in, in 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 the result to us. We won the series and, and probably put ourselves in a position that we couldn't win the war. It's only been. 20 years, but you look good. 
Thank you. You're lying to me. You're, I'm not. You're, you're look at me. Like, I'm terrible. No, you look, <laughs> you, you look younger. You can, know what? Hockey will do that. Can, can I make two requests? Sure. Can I be greedy? Probably. She's going to say no. No, no. It's, it's just a verbal. It's yeah, just yeah. like for you to play the greatest yeah. hits. Okay, go ahead. Number one, one of my all-time... You, these are the things you remember 20 years later. Yeah. Tom Barrasso plays this unbelievable game. It was in Toronto. Yeah. It was back when you had to juggle goalies and yes. you were to get fired the next day. Yeah, yeah. We were at the Iceplex... And I walk in, and you didn't even, like, let me ask a question. You said, don't even fucking start with me, Joe. Yeah. The guy stood on his head. So if if I could just get a recreation of... The best part of that... Don't don't even fucking start with me, Joe. The best part of that is... So Tom and I ended up becoming very good friends. Actually, we coached together in Russia. So I'm skating. I don't really know Tom, except he stood on his head. I don't think we won that. I think we lost 3-2 in the game, but he was fantastic. (laughs) So we do. We got three goalies. I got Weeksy, Archer, Serbian. I got Tom. I don't know what I'm doing. And anyway, Tom comes up, and he's this brilliant skater. So now I'm skating forwards. He's skating backwards. He said, I just want you to know, I played a hell of a game last night. And he was gone, man. Like, he turned and was gone. So yeah, there's a Hall of Famer for you. That's, uh, just wanted me. Yeah, so he was, yeah, I remember that. I remember that one clearly. No, but you have to do it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. I can't swear. What? Don't even fucking start with me. <laughs> Joe, don't even fucking start with me. Better. Don't even fucking start with me, Joe. You don't you fucking start with me, Joe. Hey, Joe, don't fucking start with me. Okay, and I wasn't here for the skate. Okay. But obviously there, had to, have, there. there had to have been a get the fucking fucking deep boys. Uh, no, not with this team. Not with these group? No, I, they, they, they know. They already know. They already know. <laughs> so, that was, that was an adventure. Loved it. The, Loved uh, all of it. The, the, the media, the PR handler was not really, like, he's not going to curse. Because I, I, I was in the back. I was like, no, he's not. He's not going to do that. He's not. And uh, no, he didn't. He sets you up. He's like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm absolutely not going to do that. Um, so did Lauren, did you see the charm in, in play? Oh, I saw it. Only Julio could say th- like something like, you know, when we got fired, it really reminded you me of you. <laughs> only Julio could say that. And it not only not only get away with it, but it also like not even probably phase the other person. I, I, it was an homage though. It was like I never felt more like, more, like more, I know that's not the thing you want to be like. That's not the homage I would want paid to me. <laughs> that was good. Anyway, I love it. I want it to Don't glad, even fucking start with me. I'm Joe. glad you were around here for this. Do you want to? Do you want to crack something up real yeah. quick before Brownlow gets out of here? Yes. I heard there is the sex on the beach involved, which used to be my favorite drink. So in the fridge. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'll. I'll get it. Hold on. A second. Hold uh, on. You guys. Talk. I rinse the cups so they're ready. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know if I want to try the sex on the. <laughs> I do. Look on top of the Coke there, yeah. on top of the. Because when you first start drinking, like, what else do you order if you can order something? Is that just but, me? But no? that's malt liquor here. That's fine. It'll taste close enough. All right. So it's- we hit 6,000 subscribers. So thank you. That's you guys. Yes. We appreciate you. So we normally drink something crazy. And I think you even said you had a 93. Yeah, I got a 93. That's 10%. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, it can't be any worse than the brass monkey. Oh, do you want right? to get her the, the Carolina cup? Oh, oh yeah. Probably be oh, more you appropriate. stop it. No, oh, well, we have our Wolfpack cups. <laughs> here's um, yeah, here's a again. Oh my! I haven't I haven't used one of those. I don't think it's too. I don't think since it's too like dusty. circa 2008. <laughs> probably no, it's just a little dusty. No, it's just a little dusty. It's hairy. I need a cup though. Oh, here's your Carolina. Can you just say it's hairy. 
No, no there's no, no air. No, okay. it was dusty. It's, I just had to blow out some dust. It was fine. No big deal. Big thanks to Ken for uh, yes. handing us that Carolina Fever Cup. When's the last? What did you actually? No, have, I'm telling you, it's it been like it's been at least like 16 years since I've drank out. Of, I've I've drank anything. Out was of it was it a non-alcoholic thing that you had last time in the Carolina Fever? Or did you bring your own party? Hard to say. Okay, to be honest, probably right. alcoholic. But people see are. your cups. So right. they know we're not just. Yeah, we have. You can pick the well, I could have. Oh, right. I could have busted out the problematic Duke mug. <laughs> so you got that one. All right. So let's see how mm. Sex on the Beach goes. Julio's already making a face. That tastes like Cisco. Wow. It's probably because it is. It's just um, in a different can. You know what this needs? More Cisco. Oh, sorry. Watch the watch the breaking of promo. <laughs> One sip. <laughs> this is ice. As you know, it's this not alcohol related. No, no, no. no. What I'm saying is these drinks usually yeah, go down do. better. Maybe like with a, ice and the water cuts it a little bit, but sometimes if like a if so lame. If like if one of these if one of these bothers me too much or like an alcoholic drink I would make bothers me too much I just pour like a club soda or some seltzer in it and it just breaks it up nicely like a different seltzer you know what I mean yes. like or like yeah. a bubbly did either one of you ever have a the rest of this off unless Lauren wants a little bit more you want a little bit more Lauren no thank okay. you so much <laughs> all right then I'll just then I'll just <laughs> I'll just pound it look FCC rules used to dictate you could not operate How many- equipment while drinking but guess what. We don't have FCC How much rules, sugar's so in good. that? How much sugar's oh, in God, that bad I don't boy? Know. It's a premium it's probably cocktail, like 250% by the way. of your daily allotment uh, of sugar. It actually does not say. Of course not. And so, this was made in Quebec, by the way. Did either one of you ever have Cisco? Do you even know what Cisco is? I know what Cisco is, but I don't I know, remember like, having it. Lead singer of Drew Hill, Cisco, Cisco, and that's it. So Cisco that was, thong, a, thong, 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 thong. Right. was a malt liquor. The original formula they had to change because it was too potent. But it tasted just like this. And it was, I think it was even more than 10%. I think it was like 20% or something. Well, I do have a listener. I would, I would drink this. I have a listener that says they still have original four locos. Yeah. This is. Oh, yeah. This, that they had to literally change the formula. Right. I can this already. Is, this tastes like Cisco. This, I can already tell I'm going to get a headache from this. This tastes like a headache. That's oh, the and, thing. This is, and this is the man who. I'm the man the, who drank the brass monkey, which no, is get, 19%. Get the Haritos out. That's the problem. Oh, the hard Haritos? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to really like that. Okay. Well, That's the problem with these drinks, though. Because you'll. It's too much sugar. So you end yeah. up just getting a headache. Well, this is even more sugar. I know. The. Hard oh, Haritos. Oh my god! They have tall boys of those. Are you kidding me? Dude, a tall boy of Haritos. <laughs> wow, dude, that is so much sugar. <laughs> I bet you they have what sugar that is in there. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, I was gonna say the kids drink Haritos, and it's a hundred percent of their daily sugar oh. intake in just one. This hits home in a collegiate way, in a way for me that makes me uncomfortable, to be honest. To like be drinking out of one, to be drinking this out of. I'll drink this out of the Raycom. Shout out to the to the Jordan family for uh, for the donation on that one. Uh, Adam came through on that one. All right, let me keep this away from the Lauren. Are you a hot person or no? No. Oh God. Poor Eric. Eric is missing his PE class to talk to us here in a second while we drink all this stuff. This is only five percent. This is for babies. Oh yeah, that's just like a white cloth. Joe, are you ready for? Hot, hot the kettle takis. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't Probably know about all that. Close the show with that. Yeah, we'll close the show with that uh, for sure. All right, here is your Haritos. Thank you. At five percent. I've had this. I actually got these over the weekend. They were delicious. Lauren, you're not touching this. I mean, I'll try a little bit. Here, it, it's have it out of, like alcohol, but it doesn't have it out of the Raycon yeah. mug. It, oh, thank you so much. What an honor for me. Thank I know, you. Sipping out of the ra- I am honored. Mug. It smells like alcohol, but it doesn't taste like alcohol. Mm. Oh, boy. So peligroso. <sighs> nice. Nice Spanish. 
Yeah, that's. Mm. I'm telling you, dude. No, <laughs> I am telling you. No. Do you taste the alcohol? Yeah. Or it's just too sweet. It's just too sweet for me because you got to remember, I've cut a lot of sweet yeah. out of the diet. I cannot drink that. I just cannot drink that. I'd rather, I'd rather wow. drink sex on the beach. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it smells like alcohol. I love this. But it does not taste like alcohol. <laughs> I love, I could drink, I could drink way too many of these. And like you said, wake up with a horrible headache and probably, probably puking, honestly, because you drink so much of the sugar, you're going to feel like crap. But it would be worth it for a fun day of something. All right, Lauren, get out of here. Well, <laughs> well, I should just nurse, nurse it. Just nurse it. And, and, and maybe you need to... I, no, no, don't chug it. You can hang no, out. No, no, no. You can just hang out. Just sip a drink. Sip a drink. Her out. It's fine. Joining us on the East Rod Automotive Group Hotline. The listener, Eric Creech. Cheers. Cheers to Eric, man. Yeah, man. Hey, how you guys doing? All right. This is a great story. Now, Eric, first and foremost, where are you a teacher at? Uh, micro, elementary. Okay. And you're skipping out to join us? Uh, did the, did the I kids uh, my class to come during my lunch today so I could have some extra time talking to you guys today. I love this. I love this. So let's set this up. All right. You had tweeted us that, hey, man, dreams do come true. And I was like, yes. what the heck is Eric talking about? So I go through your, your tweets and Pinehurst back on February 21st, which was literally yesterday. Yes. They say, hey, Pinehurst number two. That's it. That's the tweet. And here's a picture of Pinehurst. Okay, pretty cool. Yeah. You had retweeted it with my dream course to play one day. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Pinehurst then responds to you. Hey, Eric, dreams come true sometimes. What are you doing on Sunday, March 10th? We have a spot for you. And a guest on Piners number two that day, if you'd like. Yes, we are serious. To which, and of course, you are like, oh, my goodness, I am shook. Thank you. Dreams come true, X, Y, Z. So this was a real thing. They just randomly hit you up after you retweeted them with, hey, man, you, you want to play? Hey, man, you up? Yeah, I, mean, it's, it's, I wasn't looking for anything. Like, I saw the tweet. Uh, another listener, uh, Mikey in DFW, he had retweeted something, uh, tagging Jones Angel in it. So I was like, let me just put this little out there like, yeah, this is my dream course play one day. You know, I'll get some guys. We'll go do it. Uh, not looking for anything, not thinking of anything. And then like an hour later, they had liked the tweet, which I thought, okay, cool. The Pinehurst, you know, social media guy liked it. That's cool. He saw it. And then like an hour after that, I get that message and I'm like freaking out. Like, is this for real? And of course they had to say, yes, we're serious. Um, just totally unexpected. Uh, mm -hmm. Wasn't looking for anything. Just really, really, really cool. I don't want to bring you down at all here. Have you ever played a Donald Ross course before? I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to eat me alive. I'm, no, I'm, no, actually, no, no, Eric, no. it won't. It it's, actually no. won't. It won't. Take it from a noob like me. Because <laughs> yes. I've had two opportunities to play at Piners number two on complete boondoggles. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, Eric, if you remember the time we had gone with the old uh, Goal Looking Wingo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, ESPN yes. Radio Morning Crew. We did a contest. One of our listeners got to join us. Uh, and he brought his grandfather. It was the same situation. It's a dream to play here. And, and, and thankfully, we were able to do that. And I remember West Durham and Adam Gold had made a bet about my over-under. And I was good, man. I was going to come in under. Later, Brownlow. I'll talk to you later. Anyway, the um, it was the ninth par three mm -hmm. With like an upside down bowl green. Devious. It destroyed me. That was the thing. I was getting out of the waste areas, all that stuff. That's my garbage game. 
Right. But those greens, dude, it is everything they will tell you about those greens. And the and the caddies to me were like the best part of the experience because they got stories, they've got tips. They're a hoot to hang out with, man. Yeah, I've actually never even played with a caddy before. This will be like brand new experience for me. Um, yeah. And just really kind of looking forward to that opportunity. Um, I've been told um, to kind of have like a Martin Keimer 2014 game, just no chipping. Just yep. If you're off the green, just put it up. Don't put try it up to get baby. Fancy. Texas wedge. Yep. Texas wedge. It's the way to do it. No, I asked if you had played a Ross course before because they're pretty much all the same. So if you had played mid pines or pine needles or even RGA, um, <laughs> serious, you'll be like, really? oh, I, yeah, you'd be like, oh, I recognize this. I've never played RGA. So you'd be like, oh, uh. now it gets a little bit fancier and obviously having a, uh, a caddy, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, yeah. You're, you're going to have, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. And I, I have played number two before. And there is some of you that go that part of you kind of goes, well, that's it. That's all there is. But then when you get to 17 and 18 and you see the uh, the, the, the statue of Payne Stewart, you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And then they, you, there's usually a mark where the putt was, so you'll know where the putt was. And then you realize like what an amazing putt it was mm-hmm. that he had made. Uh, or the caddy will probably tell you the story as well. Um, so you're going to have a blast. You're, you're really going to enjoy it. That's really cool, too, that you were able to do that. What's your, what's your handicap? I don't even know, man. I shoot like... Yeah, high nineties, low hundreds. I mean, so I'm probably about a twenty five handicap, if I had to guess. You would probably you're going to enjoy this though, because when you watch golf on TV, you think, oh, that's how golf really is. And then you maybe you go to a local place and you're like, I don't understand. Why is the first green different from the second green? And why why aren't they all true? Why don't they all run the same way? And when you play a course like that, uh, that's now going to be taken care of for the US Open. Yeah, it, you're gonna. It's a blast, man. It's yeah, a blast. I think that's the coolest thing to me. Is they're literally playing a major there in three months. Mm-hmm. Um, just I don't know. I, I can't even really put it into words. So who are you taking? I'm taking my dad. Oh, okay. Uh, that's even great. better. That's even. Yeah, better. Um, I, I grew up playing uh, our local course here in Johnson County um, with my grandfather, my grandmother, and my dad, and just I couldn't think of anyone else who would be better for that situation. I mean, I literally grew up playing summers with him. We still play once or twice a month together. I mean. So he would be my first option, and he said he would be available to go. So that's great. That is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, when you had tweeted at us, I was like, I was like, what is what is what is Eric talking about? Okay, cool. And I see all that. Now I'm wondering about the social media manager and um, whether or not they've op- have they done this before, or are you like some you know? I, just I, I know they've had they've had giveaways before, sure. Um, like, but nothing. I've never seen anything specifically like. Oh, I see you tweeted at us here. Why don't you just come try it out? And yeah. it's like, oh, man. Again, not expected that. Maybe so. go play the cradle, but not number <laughs> yeah, two. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, and as I um, joked with as I joked with you, it's like, hey man, all we can really offer you is a free t-shirt from Breaking Tea. Like it's no minor <laughs> number two, but it is what it yeah, is. Those OG ACC logo shirts are sweet. So. <laughs> well, all right, all right, all right. It is Pinehurst, yes. and there is a level of decorum that you have to have when you're on the course, right? Yeah, one that you wouldn't pass. Yes. I mean, I've, again, the two times that I've played there, I've worn the most ridiculous things because what the hell this was for. Do you have any of the OG merch? I don't. It's okay. If you don't, it's yeah, I don't. I, I, it's on my to buy list, but yes, I no, know it's okay. It's okay. The only thing I have is the stickers y'all sent me. That's right. You do have some stickers. Yes. But I'll tell you what, tell you what, um, I'm going to, I'll message you and I'll get your information. Um, it should get there in time. Okay. I'm not saying you got to wear an OG shirt, 
Well, he can't wear it on the course. That's right. I'm not saying you got to wear the OG shirt in Pinehurst. Right. But it would be cool if it somehow made an appearance. Put it on the Payne Stewart statue. <laughs> use it. Use it to clean your clubs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Something. Put it on the bag. Put it on the bag. Yeah. I'm just. I'll make, I'll make sure it makes an appearance. Okay. Okay. That's that's all I'm asking. Yeah. yeah no, I got you. Guys. I got you. Guys. <laughs> hey, Eric. That's a really cool story, man. I'm glad that that all worked out. I'm glad that the social media manager that day was feeling frisky and yeah. decided, hey, man, let's get you out here and you can play and you and your dad can play. It's a really even me, the non golfer. The guy who says golfing was like, yeah, damn, this is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Alex, uh, who I've been working with. He set up a tee time for nine o'clock that morning. Um, just super easy to work with. Uh, helped me with my ignorances, just not knowing what how that works. And he just he's walked me through everything. And uh, me and dad are planning on leaving the Johnson County area around six thirty that morning, trying to get there a little early and try to take in the clubhouse. Just kind of enjoy the experience. That's so, awesome, very, man. Very excited. Hey, Eric, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you coming on and have fun, dude. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Oh, I'm hitting all sorts of buttons here. So many buttons. You know what it is? It's the sex on the beach, man. (laughs) It's definitely not the Harito because that doesn't hit at all. Nah, the Harito's at 5%. The Harito doesn't do anything, man. Uh, Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovi's and Gilio. Check them out. MyHDR.com. Interest rates are a point of interest for a lot of people, uh, which means that there could be a home buying frenzy as they've come down and it's a little bit more appetizing to buy and sell a home. My hometown realty can help. Yeah, prices are a real thing too, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just just because you, you once you figure out what you can afford, but you also need to know what the price point is. Best way to do that is to get involved with the experts at Hometown Realty. Six locations, more than 250 agents. They have you covered. Go to myhtr.com. Dot com Buy, sell, calculate. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. Maybe you bought a house. Maybe you sold a house. Maybe you refinanced because rates came down a little bit. You got to go to closing. You need some lawyers to do that. Well, Whitaker and Hamer can help you out with that. WH.lawyer. Again, that's WH.lawyer. Attorneys and counselors quick at sh- law. Quick shout to our guy, Jason. Mm-hmm. The OG scoreboard. Mm-hmm. They got uh, trivia tonight, tonight at Shady's. Uh, I got hockey tonight, but. If you can, go check them out in Shady's in downtown Carnegie. Yeah, I would go out tonight, but uh, not only do you have hockey tonight, I also have uh, Enlo band performance to attend this Whoa. evening. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. We're moving on. All right, speaking of the hockey. What? What? Oh, in the comments? What are we here? <laughs> From David on the YouTube. The canned, the canned club tail beverages taste 10 times better after a blunt. I can imagine that. I can't see that. That's a good call. That's the one thing we haven't done yet. We have not done, problem, we have not had Groove Wagon in the middle of the show. No, no, you know, I can't do I could. I can handle my constitution, can handle the Groove Wagon. It cannot handle the Delta 9. Yeah. Cannot. I don't want to. Can, 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 I, can I tell the story of the last time you had that? Or is yeah. that too much? Uh, I, I didn't know. So I, you, I didn't know there was a difference. So you had a Delta 9 seltzer. Yeah. Just to kind of take the edge off. It's yeah, chill, yeah. whatever. Again, it's sessionable. That's the whole point of those drinks, right? And you show up I was Tuesday night. <laughs> no, not this one. The other one. Oh, the other one? The Carolina game. Which, no, that one <laughs> yeah, went that to bed. Like... You went to bed that night. You left. <laughs> but no, you, you go up to the fifth floor of PNC for the Syracuse Sensei State game, and you're crushing a <laughs> waffle ice, cone. The ice cream was unbelievable. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why, Joe. <laughs> I wonder why. I'm like, 
Corey from Pack Pride and I were up there. And we were like, you just like, you were lost in that waffle cone. It was, it was uh, the bourbon coffee ice cream flavor. Are you kidding? It was amazing. <laughs> Can't blame me for that. All right, let's get back to uh, let's get back to the hockey adventures in hockey adventures in hockey. We went over to PNC Arena yesterday for some Canes media availability. Let's 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 do the Jordan Stall first because the whole premise here is that you try to talk to Jordan Stall the other day, but he was in a little bit of a cranky mood. You yeah. said, yeah, it was, it was it was he was a little cranky even after a win. He was cranky. So when you mean cranky, what does that mean? He just well, wasn't a talkative mood. The media scrum he, was moving towards his end of the world because um Sebastian Ajo was going to talk. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, pulling the hat down, I see. doing one of those. I see. And I see. He saw me and he saw Luke and he knew, oh, <laughs> Jesus, these two are going to stop me. <laughs> so here's our conversation with Jordan Stahl about where they are right now as they enter the final third of the season and kind of like where things were not that long ago when he called the team out. Why were you cranky? Okay, so Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, I was tired, man. It was, uh, it was a hell of a back-to-back rolling in that game. Okay. I was really, really in a dream. But it wasn't because you saw me and you knew I, I was going to bother you. I just saw everyone go to fishy, so like it's my time to get out of here. So okay. I rolled out of there All right. as fast as I could. Uh, you had to have a little moment there earlier in the season to call your teammates out and let them know that the standard is the standard. How do you feel here in February now that you guys have seemed to have found your footing? and are definitely playing more to your style of hockey. Yeah, there was there was some some obviously rough moments at the start of the year, um, some adversity, which isn't a bad thing, but, um, you know, the guys uh, found a way to get their groove on and, um, and really just started to um, really just play our style. Our, the, the compete was always kind of there. You could always see guys were trying and, and just we weren't exactly doing it the right way and making it harder on ourselves and, and beating ourselves. And um, in this league, it just takes a few players and, it can turn a game sideways, so everyone seems to be kind of rolling and, and figuring out uh, how we do things here. You mentioned that we were going to come to talk to Fishy after that game the other day. I, I feel like he's really starting to understand the assignment of, of what his role is, and I know he has to still have to do it in the playoffs, but it does feel like there's a certain step that he's taking this season. Yeah, I mean, he's a stud. I mean, he's been a stud for us for a long time, and um, he's not only a very talented player, but he's competitive so and he's he's ready to work and ready to show up every night and um, we're gonna need that um, especially from here on out and uh, when it gets uh, grittier and grittier and um, he's got that uh, to his game as well so um, it's always nice to have a player like that on your team and um, you know he's a, been a, a big difference of uh, turning this team around you weren't cranky and tired because you're old and you're getting ready to shut this thing down were you <laughs> I, I was ready to go to bed yeah oh okay <laughs> like we're, we're too early in the uh hockey protocols to ask you about retirement and how much longer you want to do this thing for and yeah that's still uh yeah well, i mean i just just obviously signed in our uh four-year deal so i guess that's I good up for uh for a little while longer but um obviously we'll see how it goes obviously um things can change very quickly in this league and uh, i don't take it for granted i enjoy every day here and um sometimes i look cranky but it's more just uh being tired and um and uh can be frustrated at times, but um, try not to turn into a, a, a crusty old guy here in the room and um, enjoy every moment, which I have been this year. It's been it's been a fun ride and um, enjoy grinding it out with these these guys in the room. I've tried to explain to Joe, it's not you, it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, no, just yeah, yeah. The cranky, the cranky, the cranky. Oh, cranky. Right, 
yeah, yeah. I look, I just look at you and, uh, and just kind of send me sideways. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, no, we. Uh, I have lots of fun here with you guys too, and it's been uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure for sure. I uh, was gonna steal your your Whalers placard. The, the night of the Whalers night okay. to add to my collection. I didn't do it though because no. I felt like again you're just you you've been a little me off too yeah much. like yeah. I mean I feel like you're getting a little bit sensitive on <laughs> me in your old age like I wouldn't remember I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have okay I'll just that we'll can... ask for forgiveness yeah, next time yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do it that way instead of uh, <laughs> begging for asking for permission so all right well you're in the stretch run now we are you're in the great game now one of eighty two as we like to say but are you getting any warmer fuzzies for tonight, for Thursday night, seeing yeah, those guys back here? It's going to be a good game. Um, you know, uh, definitely one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. And, um, you know, they're, and they're rolling right now, too. So it'll be a, a good challenge for us. And um, Look at it. He gets into hockey mode. We have yeah. visual right now. No, like you see, I'm just picturing like, what this, what this game's going to be. And it's going to be a grind, and it's going to be a cranky grind. It, and um, it'll be fun, though. And um, very, I'm sure it'll be very intense. And, uh, um, it'll be good. When did you learn hockey mode? Uh, that's that's a good question. That's on the farm, man. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you definitely had practice in farm, farm mode, hockey yeah. mode. Yeah, it all kind of blurs together. Yeah. But it's um, like my kid's 12 years. He doesn't know hockey mode. He's like, how was the game? No, it was good. I like this. It's like it wasn't anything. Like he doesn't give me the answer that I'm used to in the locker room after the fight. So when did it start? No, it, the, what you guys see is probably just me trying not to say anything stupid. So I keep my eyes keep my eyes straight and uh, and try to focus on yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. No, I, I think there's definitely a, a switch um, that I think everyone here has, and it's just kind of shoving that competitiveness in as much as you can and, and just making sure that you're on in every moment. And, um, having that button on uh, is huge, and, uh, you know, because against, a, a, like, a team like tomorrow, yeah. you take one breath, take one wrong turn, move your stick the wrong way, and they're going to make you pay, and, and the game will be over. So that's that's hockey mode. Can't get you out of here without asking about the new secret weapon to your left there. I gave Rod a little bit of a hard time. I'm like, I thought you were only going to play him against the league-leading team and the champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why? What yeah, is this Blackhawks yeah, vacation yeah, yeah. that he yeah. gets? But uh, it, it has to say something not only about him, but your group that he comes in with, you know, kind of cold and not really knowing anything or anybody, but yeah, stepping up to the level that he has. For yeah, you. he's played really well. Obviously, he stole uh, a few periods for sure um, in both those games, uh, the big games, and, and obviously played well last game. And um, you know, uh, it does go to show kind of the group we have and um, and the way we play is, is is always focused on giving them nothing. And that's always been our number one goal, and I think that always is, uh, bodes well for goalies as well. Um, but he's also made the big saves at the right time and, and really kind of helped us kind of weather some storms, especially on the road to start games and um, when teams come out hot. And, um, you know, he's been good for us. So that was Jordan Stahl yesterday at practice. I think you referenced the fact that he was cranky multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, I mean, it was just unusual for him. You know, I, we've already established that I get very sensitive. When, you, you do. You know. You do get very sensitive. And plus, he's the only one who gets a personalized homage in this studio. Yeah, that, that was the part that I was confused by because you, we have gone to ACC events and just taken things. Yeah. I mean, how do you think... Speaking of things, like I got that from like a hospitality. I got all sorts of stuff that oh, I just take. Oh, the ace that thing is that amazing. ACC, that ACC football clear that acrylic a, thing I took from a hospitality. And your yeah. your pylon over here too. 
Oh, this thing? That's a winner. The pylon actually came from a private event. The pylon's really nice. This is not from an ACC media sanctioned thing. Oh, it's not? No. This was for like the very important people that I just happened to crash. They had them all on the tables and, and I took this like, dang pylon. This is going in my, my bag. This is, this is going home with me Yeah, because I need stuff to, uh, to put the studio Well, I around. can't tell you who gave me the Jordan Stall nameplate. I just, you know, I have it. You just have it. Right. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get the way I almost stole we'll the, the way ones one. that night, but then I thought, look, they get very sensitive about the locker room. Apparently, there's been some issues with the media in the locker room that I don't want to out anyone about. But Do, like, I mean, they, they get very sensitive about certain things. Like, I remember one time, uh, like Rod Brendamore. Yeah. You know, just, hey, man, this is our place, not yours. No, yes, yeah. I get that. So, it's, it is not meant for you. Right. It makes total sense. You're here asking us questions, but this is not your place. That makes total yeah. sense. And yeah, I learned the hard way yesterday that apparently the way that I've always gone in and out of that locker room was not available. It's restricted. It's restricted, even though you can go through there after a game. Careful. It's very, very confusing. Speaking of Rod Brindamore, mm. we talked to him as well. Mm. And as we mentioned, you know, final <laughs> third of the season. The end game. The end game. We're in the great game here. We're in the great game. And of course, Rod Brindamore is like, are we though? Are you sure? Game. That's like you'd like to call it, right? Mm. Hey, we're here. We're, there. we're, we're here. In the, we're, we're in the end game we're now. There. We're almost there. Are we almost really there. there. Are we though? Almost. I mean, there's a third of the season to go. <laughs> so think of it from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, a third of a season, and it feels like you still have uh, no clarity on no, goaltending. There's nothing playing. It's. I can hear the audio. Oh, I know what happened. Hold on a second. You know what? We're going to start this over again. Okay. We're, do, we're doing it live. Let's do it live. That was error on my part. So here's the conversation again. The end game. That's like you'd like to call it, right? Mm. Hey, we're here. We're, there. We're, we're here. In, we're, we're in the end game we're now. There. We're almost there. Are we almost really there. there. Are we, though? Almost. I mean, there's a third of the season to go. <laughs> so think of it from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, a third of a season, and it feels like you still have uh, no clarity on goaltending it, it at this point for you is is it just is what it is at this point well yeah i mean there's it's it's there's no choice we have two guys that are healthy right <laughs> so it's easy and then when the other guys start coming back obviously then you know there'll be decisions have to be made i'm assuming but mm-hmm. as of right now there really hasn't been any decisions yeah there's no decisions now but you're clearly working freddie back i mean freddie's actually talking to the media now he's back on the ice um in, your, in the back of your mind you got to be thinking about what the next steps are yeah we've had a couple of discussions about it but until he says he's in there there's really nothing to worry about so um we're happy you know spencer's been great mm-hmm. and, um you know we have in the other guys so Right now, there's really nothing to discuss. It'll it'll come at some point. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it means everybody's getting healthy. Until that point, there's just there's really no point, in, you know, losing sleep over. That was Rod telling you that is a yeah. problem. I welcome. I would love to have four guys to choose. <laughs> can you keep, can you Please. keep you can't keep, can we can you keep four goalies? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> can we get to maybe. that point where I'm not yeah. sitting here yeah. exactly. <laughs> going to the waiver wire and yeah. you know bringing the that had to be a surreal. I don't know how much yeah. clarity you can give me on this. Well, it, it had to be surreal though to have Kachekov give up the goal that he did. Ronta comes in and you hate pulling people during a game, yeah. but obviously you made the move that you felt was best for the team. Ronta comes in, then he gets hurt and you, and out comes Kachekov back in that third period and he helps you, yeah. you know, win the game. Yeah. That was an interesting game. Um, again, it, it's, uh, we don't spend a lot of time. Uh, you guys, I know how to talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting sure. talk, but it's just, 
who who can go, who's healthy, who's playing good. We, it hasn't been a ton of options, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. And the choices are pretty easy. So, uh, you know, to your point, will we welcome when you have to make tough decisions? And, yeah, that'll be nice. I guess, right, we talk about these things. For instance, for instance um, Cook and Yemi hadn't scored a goal since December and it becomes a talking point whether it's Mm -hmm. radio podcast broadcast uh, newspaper how do you talk to a player about that that goes through a stump like that yeah I I, I don't ever really talk about numbers you know because you could be playing really well and not scoring Mm -hmm. and you could be thinking you're playing well because you are scoring but really you're not so that aside is kind of a secondary issue, but what are you doing with your other time on the ice? What is what's happening there? Are you creating chances? Are you giving mm-hmm. up chances? That's going to really dictate whether you need to talk, you know. And some guys you have a talk, and it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to suddenly change anything. But sometimes you just let guys play and mm-hmm. try to you know work their way out of it. Maybe you shuffle the lines, give them someone else that's a little more creative to try to get them out of their slump, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, you, you, it's not a lack of effort. I mean, he, he went through a spell here where probably didn't play his best, mm-hmm. you know, and or somebody else played a little better. That's what happens. Speaking of guys that I feel like are getting ramping up to the end game and guys who have really kind of finding it, uh, Aho, I just think, has given you a different gear here in the last two months. Why do you think he's uh, been able to yeah, find what he has found? Well, he's our best player. He needs to be, like you said, noticeable. I, I didn't love his last three games out of the break, to be you know honest. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was okay, but there's certainly parts of his game that he needed to, I think, there's, there's another level he can get to. Um, and he's going to need to. It's just plain and simple. So, but if you just look at the whole, his year has been pretty good. And, you know, he's our he's our guy, and we need him to be solid every night. Joe and I like to joke about we can tell when you want things to be discussed in, like, a press conference. Like, you will bring it up, and you'll, you'll remind, like, hey, you know, goaltending the, was the thing. Then there was the travel. Schedule. The schedule, those types of things. That's why you mentioned the, the third of the season. I wanted to get back to that. Did we underestimate? The level of travel and the schedule well, earlier. Early, I think, as far as people were all, you know, oh, what's wrong with you guys? And yeah. I was like, hey, just <laughs> there was a point where we had, I think, nine more road games and home games, yeah. and I said, just wait, just, just, just wait. As being at home does matter, and and, and it did. Like, we had that month where we were home for a month. So has that come? You know, works as well. No one's talking about it anymore. But do you feel it's come to fruition the way you thought it was going to be? That when you yeah, got out of think, that stretch, I didn't think we would. I didn't think the road part was going to be an issue. And it, it wasn't that we played that poorly. Mm-hmm. We just did not get results for how we played. I don't know that we changed much. It's just the goaltending got better. Sure. And all of a sudden you're winning. Everyone's going, oh, it's well. There wasn't much. If you watch our actual five on five play, first twenty games is mm-hmm. not much different than the second twenty. It's just I think the goalies, you know, they stepped up. We talked to Jordan about this earlier and availability about going back to when he called out the room, not once, but twice at this point, right? And when, when Joe had asked him about it, he was almost like, yeah, well, you know, we weren't playing that badly. Or you know, guys just need to do X, Y, Z. It didn't sound that way then. So I'm always curious about the, the juxtaposition of a raw moment like that and then looking back yeah. and how you play. Well, listen, when you're not winning, though, then those little things that you're not doing right are what, is what you're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. Even though those little things may still be happening 
later, you don't talk about them because they didn't go in the net or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So I, I think when, when you're doing things not quite right and they're going in the net, mm-hmm. they're going to get magnified, and that's kind of what we, we're trying to eliminate. You're not going to eliminate every mistake you make. It's not going to happen. The other teams are too good in this league. Um, but, you know, to Jordan's point, I mean, there was things that we weren't doing as a team that we have to do, and I think we've done a better job of that okay. moving forward here. It's going to either sound obvious or stupid. <laughs> but the way Coming I... From you? Yeah. It could go either way. <laughs> either <right>? way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way I watch... When I watch you guys, and I know that you're playing well, it's five on five, it's puck possession... The second period of the Chicago game, it literally looked like you were on the power play the entire second period. Newsflash, you did not have a man advantage. It was just you had the way that you were at the puck possession. Until the last five minutes. Yeah. Then we gave the See, no, then there, you're, there, you're more discerning there, than I am. There, I, 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 I paint in broader strokes. Yeah. When I watch the playoffs, you got that's the way you guys play. Yeah. The, you have that intensity to keep the puck in the zone. And again, all sounds very obvious. But when you watch in October and you watch in November, you're like, okay, <laughs> these two things aren't yeah. the same. And maybe that's yeah. my overall point about 100%. ramping up. No, no, no. That's where I feel like you are ramping right. up. In that assessment, um, it was too much in spurts yeah. in the first 20 or so game. Because, and that's what, when you say Jordan's doing it's because it, so some guys aren't quite doing it mm-hmm. every yeah. shift. They, they, there's a different way to do it. And no, there isn't. That's not your like standard. We, yeah. we scored three goals in that period. You know, there's a certain way it has to be done. You're not, as we've seen, you're not always going to work out yeah. that way. But mm-hmm. over 82 games, that's that's the way you got to do it. So that was Rob Brendamore, head coach, Carolina Hurricanes. We have um, we've moved to the shorties of high life because, yeah, man, gotta get the sweet out, dude. The sweetness of gotta the, chase the sweet because <laughs> high life has a little bit of a cucumber to it that's going to cut on that sweetness for sure. I feel like you made that up, but I, no, I didn't. It's cool. Shout out to Wit over at oh, Ancillary I trust Wit actually. Bond. <laughs> because if you go to uh, Standard, um, which I'm a big fan of Standard, and they have a beer called Standard Light, which is essentially their take on this. And it's just, it's on the nose. In fact, you didn't I even realize I modified. I know, I saw you modified. Okay. I have talked to Wit about, hey, can we just slap a label on that and just call that OG beer? Like OG Light? Can we just do that? Make it a short. I don't know. Maybe we can make that. No, we'll make them real beers. We'll make them tall boys. That's what we're going to do. And a big thanks to uh, Rob Brittimore and big thanks to Jordan Stahl. And really big thanks to Paul Maurice earlier for. <laughs> I mean, you have to give me the that end, the end part. Oh, yeah. yeah for isolated. Sure. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to put that on reels a little bit later okay. on. Now, before we get out of here on some Hey Joe questions, we want to thank Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, voginsurance.com, or call Matt directly, State Farm, 919-779-8277. He can save you a ton of money so you can buy more short beers. Just save yourself some money on your home insurance, auto insurance. Do it all. Give him a shout, 919-779-8277. You'll save, you'll save yourself some money and you won't be disappointed. Also, big thanks to Homefield. Check them out, homefieldapparel.com. Um, I recently purchased some stuff from Homefield and they hit me up like, hey, would you like to re- leave a review? And my review will just say the most comfortable hoodies in the game because that's what they are. My entire collection is hoodies. I don't want to derail the Homefield segment. 
because we always get off on a tangent. Yeah, but you have a tangent. You have a tangent that's out of mind. No, no, it was good. It's okay, good. Oh, we're just it's all good. It. All right, we'll leave it right there. Use the promo code OG23 and save 15% like our listener John did on that beautiful jacket. Yes, I, I loved that. Uh, shout out to the people who email me about Grundy, Virginia. Yes, I said. <laughs> I, I found it, by the way. Where did, so I had a, we got an email from Henry, not from Grundy, but I was there twice in a month, about seven years as a new medical rep. You're right. I was the culprit. You were the culprit. I was using the editor right there on your phone. Yeah. So I didn't have like a fine point. Yeah. So you must have sent this. That's along. what I sent. Yeah, that's what I sent. Along you, with well, Xing out Maryland. Xing out Maryland. Maryland yeah, but, you have you have a version that you sent me too that was like that. Okay. There's like two versions of that. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, it's e- fine. E- no, it's okay though. It's now part of the OG lore. Yeah. Of the time that we accidentally put Blacksburg in Grundy. <laughs> in Grundy. In Tennessee. Yeah. And, and Henry's like, surprisingly, they have a hospital there. There are people that are extremely nice, but I don't think you have to worry about them being offended or listening to the program. Sunlight is a rare commodity to the surrounding mountains. The town is nestled between. So the Wi-Fi cell service necessary to stream the OG is non-existent. Although with AT&T earlier today, a lot of y'all didn't, including me. I, I had to make a phone call to the to the uh, some law people yeah, on my computer. You would have been proud of me. Hmm. I actually tried to create a stream yard because I knew it would work at least. Good for you. Yeah. And that worked. Yeah. Oh, did you, did you use it as a zoom? Basically. Well, that's funny. I mean, we've done that before. Yeah. Uh, from Jamie, love the podcast, live in Boone. I'm an app state grad that grew up a UNC fan deep in ACC country in Fayetteville. My family's all Tar Heels. Anyways, I work for a wireless company <laughs> theme and my district is Western North Carolina, East Tennessee, Southwest Virginia. We have a store in Grundy. They're famous for their two-story Walmart. That's about it, though. I don't live in Grundy, but I thought it was awesome to hear that town mentioned. Keep Who knew? Good work. <laughs> yes, Steve wants us to podcast from Grundy now. They have a two-story Walmart. Huh? Hell yeah, man. What's better, a two-story Walmart or a two-story Wendy's in Boone? Ooh, the Wendy's. Two-story Wendy's in Boone, right? Yeah. That's a legendary, that's a legendary spot for sure. <laughs> anyway yeah steve wants us to podcast from there and of course, uh, yeah the sweatshirts are steve also wants to point out that our hoodies sweatshirts uh wait our hoodies sweatshirts he he missed or just hoodie he t-shirts. wanted to know like how legit the hoodies were oh the material from homefield yes. oh it's serious material because it's, it's, it's almost like double layered you have like, your outdoor material or you have your outside material and then on the inside it's almost like a it's almost like felt it's super super yeah. nice super super nice point that out there i have a hey joe question you do for you oh boy hey joe are you and nick saban boys we better be so nick saban chris lowe the, i got the, myself a new hero nick saban talked to chris lowe the, the nick saban whisperer at espn about how he kind of wants to take a coach k approach to college football like coach k has always tried to position himself as somebody who's advocating for the game nick saban's like yeah man i'm, I'm retired i'll be doing some stuff on game day but i'm not out of the game right and he said, quote, if my voice can bring about some meaningful change, I want to help any way I can because I love the players and I love college football. What we have now is not college football, not college football as we know it. You hear somebody use the word student athlete, quote, that doesn't exist. You know that scene from Step Brothers? Like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> that is you. Student athlete. That is you and Nick Saban. Very good. Sir. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to give Nick Saban a real talk express in the same way he would give his players a real talk express. Dude, they'll love you on game day. 
you can advocate all you want, but now that you're no longer a head coach, they don't fear you anymore. They don't fear you anymore. And they're not going to listen to you as evidenced by the fact that they're continuing to want to expand the college football playoff when we haven't even started the expanded college football playoff. That's kind of where we're at right now. It's pretty ridiculous. What are you trying to pull up? I have student athletes somewhere. I just don't know where I put it. Oh, okay. I thought you had it. Anyway, I think we've done enough of a show today, haven't we? We, we worked <laughs> extra time today. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Look, Ooh. I'm trying to get better about the live shows, just letting it fly. Yeah. Just letting it flow. It worked. And maybe we just need to have more club cocktails. More sex on the, on the beach. More sex on the beach. on the sh- Or as uh, the Jonas Brother guy did, Cake by the Ocean. Because you couldn't call a song Sex on the Beach. Wouldn't get cleared on radio. Really? Ah, this is another segment called Julio Learns Lyrics. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, the whole point of Cake by the whole point of Cake by the Ocean is just another clever wordplay on Ooh. Sex on the Beach. Cake. Yeah, I get it now. Now you get it. I see the correlation. Now you get it. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for hanging out on OG Live. Thanks to Sleek Fleet. Uh, we do have a listener who had pointed out that they had just used Sleek Fleet. They can't recommend Ooh. it enough. Love that. Perfect. Uh, I'll just go ahead and And I up. actually got a uh, text from Tyler. Our winners are all set, so you can announce them right now. Perfect. We have Brant. Yep. And we have Zach. Yes. Zach claims he's going to bring bourbon, so we shall Ooh. see. But Ralph, on uh, social media, use Sleek Fleet to see Journey. Yes. Door-to-door awesomeness, including dinner stop for a party of eight. Easy, reliable, great value. We'll use for all PNC Arena events from now on. You should, too. Thanks to Chilio and Ophius. Costanza. Boom! We did it again, folks. We did it again. I love that. I love that. Oh, wait. Whoa, 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 Address the elephant in the room. How are you guys going to compete with Sam's Super Tailgate weekend? Is that Sam? This is Sam who has chimed in. But is Sam the Sam Super Tailgate? Yeah, Sam. Are you the are you the Super Tailgate, Sam? I mean, we're not trying to compete with the Sam. No, Super there's plenty tailgate. of room. We have plenty of room, and people can yeah, they do can, both. They can dabble, man. We're not we're not going after you. Sam. No, it's those, all are, good those are your corners, not ours. No, absolutely not. We just have our parking spot, and we use it all the time. That's all that matters. All right, OG Tailgate Saturday six ish to eight ish. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll we be won't be sober. Out. No, we, <laughs> we will not. not. Be sober. <laughs> we will not. And yes, Sam, we can coexist. And yes! Steve, Arena Lot 1000 will be by the pine trees. Yeah. I'll tweet it out too so that everybody knows what the heck is going drop on. Drop a pin. Uh, yeah, maybe I will drop a pin. Why the hell not? We'll see you all on Monday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.